Welcome to the Mom Life Weight Loss Podcast. This podcast is all about ditching diet culture and helping you to end the overwhelm of the weight loss industry. I'm Laura, a registered dietitian and mom. I'm super passionate about coaching moms to successfully lose weight by helping them keep it simple. I'll be sharing tips, nutrition information, and actionable strategies. Plus, I'll be your coach to keep you motivated so you can lose weight, keep it off, and be your best you. All right, let's get started. Hi, welcome to episode two of the Mom Life Weight Loss Podcast. In today's episode, I will be talking about pressure, the pressure to lose weight and where it comes from. Then I'll focus a bit on how society and pressure play a role in our view of weight loss and body image. Next, I'll talk a bit about mindset and how having a good mindset is important for supporting you in your weight loss journey. Make sure you stick around until the end of the episode because I'll be sharing my tip of the episode. It's going to help you envision your best self, so don't miss it. Ah, the pressure. There is so much pressure as a mom, as a woman, as a wife, from society in general. Aside from that general mom life pressure that I feel on a day-to-day basis, and I probably am assuming that you do as well, I would say that as women, we also tend to face this societal pressure, pressure to look a certain way, wear certain clothes, be sexy, be a mom, be a wife, etc., etc. So I'm not going to get into the nitty-gritty of all of the psychology of why is society like this way and why do we feel this way, but it's more just that I want to talk about the fact that there is this pressure and that we acknowledge that it is part of who we are and that it is a part of our weight loss journey. So it's important to say, you know, There is a real pressure. We feel it. Everybody feels that, you know, even from young kids up to adults and that it does play a role in how we view ourselves and how our relationship with food is and how our relationship with setting goals and losing weight um, all evolves together. I do think that uh, there's starting to be a better outlook now within society. We're more aware of this pressure and, you know, changing the narrative in a more positive way. So I do think that we are moving in the right direction. So that's good for us and for our little ones. Next kind of pressure is that seasonal pressure, right? So if you live somewhere like I do where there are changing seasons, I find that there is a whole pressure surrounding this. So right now it's spring where I am, although I don't think Mother Nature got the memo because it's not getting warmer out. Um, But that means that summer is coming eventually. And so there's this pressure that we feel that we better get in shape, you know, get our beach body ready for the summertime, lose the weight so that you can put on the swimsuit and go into the water or the pool or the beach and, you know, be that version of yourself for the summertime. And then the summer ends and we move into what we would call, you know, sweater weather. And it's like we're given permission to then gain weight again because we can hide it under our sweaters and our big jackets. 
But don't forget that, you know, then you're going to go on that trip down south. And so you better lose the weight again. And then there's the holidays and all the eating that goes along with that. And it's like, you know, we're given permission again to gain weight over the holidays. But then it's a new year and you have to be a new you and set resolutions to lose weight. And it kind of feels like we're on this hamster wheel of the ever-changing seasons and the pressure to look a certain way that goes along with all of those. The next type of pressure is ourselves. You know, we are our own worst critics. And I think that we are the hardest on ourselves out of anybody. And it's important that we acknowledge that that is a pressure from within um, that does affect us. And it's related a little bit to what uh, we grew up with. You know, what was our food environment as a child and a teenager and a young adult? How was body shape or weight discussed in our household or not discussed for that matter? Um, You know, a personal story is that I think that I did grow up in a fairly healthy, balanced household. We, uh, you know, had family meals together very, very often. We, you know, ate balanced meals, fruits, vegetables. I, you know, helped in the kitchen. I think that I had a pretty good education, balanced background in terms of how to build a healthy meal and live a healthy life and have a good relationship with food. Although I will say that, you know, my mom was always on a diet and trying to lose weight. And so that, um, you know, mindset did, you know, come into our household. And definitely I was aware of it. And it did play a role in, you know, my relationship with food as an adult and who I am today. So it's important that we look back on, you know, where did we come from so that we can look at where we're at now and 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 how we make changes within that and that that is a pressure that we feel as well. And you know what? Maybe you don't feel this pressure that I'm talking about and you're kind of like, Laura, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't think any of these things. And great. That is perfect. That's exactly what we want. But maybe you do feel this pressure and you're sort of nodding along with me as I'm going along and you're sort of saying, yeah, you know, that is how I think and that is how I feel. Um, And so both are okay. And it's important that we just recognize that it is going to play a role in your journey and setting goals and, you know, how you make new habits and, you know, what affects you. And um, that's why I I talked about in episode one, identifying, you know, the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic motivators, because um, we don't want to only have extrinsic motivators. So for example, it's okay if you do want to get your beach body and you want to lose weight and go to the beach and feel confident in your swimsuit this summer. But that can't be the only reason that you want to lose weight. So that's why I had the action item. Um, Your goal for the episode was to identify what is the motivator that's making you want to make changes, making you want to lose weight, and then making sure that it's not these pressures that I'm talking about and that it's actually also, you know, an internal motivation outside of these pressures that we do feel. So next, I'm going to talk a little bit about body image, and this sort of relates to, you know, the society pressure that we feel and what our relationship with body image is and food and 
We'll move into the importance of having the right mindset to be setting positive, achievable goals. Just to start off, when we talk about weight loss and we think about diet culture and the weight loss industry, there's actually a lot of, you know, like negativity around saying weight loss and wanting to lose weight. And I really did actually struggle when I was redesigning my business about using these terms within my business and my name for it and, um, you know, using weight loss and losing weight and weight loss coach. And I did kind of struggle and I went back and forth a little bit on it. You know, should I say it? Should I say something else? Because there's a big movement towards, you know, not shaming women and moms especially to making them feel like they have to lose the weight. Um, you know, their body, your body changes once you've had been pregnant and had children and and not to shame women into feeling like they have to get their pre-baby body back and all of that. And I, I completely agree with this. I'm, I'm not saying like anything against this movement, but I do want to acknowledge that I did decide to use weight loss and weight loss coach in, in my business because, you know, that's what I'm talking about. And that's what I want to help you with. I want to help moms and you to lose weight. And so I did decide to put it in um, in my title. I, you know, I named the podcast Mom Life Weight Loss for a reason. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. Because as I said in the first episode, I truly believe that you can love yourself and want to lose weight. And so I don't think that we need to not have this wording when we're talking about making healthy choices and our relationship with food. Okay, so now I just want to go through a couple of the different concepts that you see when we talk about body image and the healthy eating world and the weight loss world and the weight loss industry that are, you know, moving away from just talking about losing weight and diet culture. So the first one is called HAYS, which stands for Healthy at Every Body Size. HAYS is a concept that challenges the value of promoting weight loss and argues for a shift in focus to weight-neutral outcomes, such as health behaviors. You hear a lot of, you know, there's a lot of dietitians who call themselves HAYS dietitians, I'm not going to go into it in detail because I don't subscribe to following this um, this way of working with my clients, but I did want to bring it up and talk about it as an option for people, and I'm going to include some links in the three different concepts that I talk about in this episode, and you can go and go to my show notes and click on any of the links to read more about each one of the concepts, and so you can grab those links at lauravermander.com slash podcast, click on episode two, and you'll see the links for um, the Hayes concept there. So again, Hayes it promotes the shift in focus to weight neutral outcomes and talks about more just about health behaviors in a general sense. The next one is called intuitive eating. This one is really popular in social media and You've likely seen it if you follow any other kind of like dietitians or healthcare people um, in social media. It's very, very popular. Talked about a lot. Intuitive eating is used a lot in, in you know, terminology when making food decisions, etc. But there actually is, you know, an intuitive eating framework. And so what it is, is it's a self-care framework which integrates instinct, emotion, and rational thought 
and it was created by two dietitians, Evelyn Tripoli and Elise Resch in 1995. It's a weight-inclusive, evidence-based model. And there are 10 principles that go within the model, and these include rejecting the diet mentality, honoring your hunger, making peace with food, I'm not going to go through all 10 here because I do not practice intuitive eating in, you know, that type of manner with my clients. We do talk about mindful eating and, you know, listening to your body, but I don't actually like teach my clients um, intuitive eating because it's a whole concept and framework that, you know, you can do a training for in order to to work with clients within that. So if you want to learn more about intuitive eating, you can find a link to learn more about it in my show notes. Then of course, as moms, the last thing I want to cover off is our kids, because it's important that, you know, we are creating a body positive space for them and that we're allowing them to eat and grow and live in a space where they feel that they can trust their bodies and feel good. And so I want to just touch on this because it's important to feel that we as moms can be making healthy choices and setting goals to lose weight and at the same time be creating a healthy environment for our children and that they can go hand in hand. So to help us create a healthy food environment for our children, there is intuitive eating for children, and then also a concept called division of responsibility in feeding. And this was developed by Ellen Satter. She's a dietitian, and it is to help your children to become capable and remain capable with their eating. So the basis of the uh, division of responsibility encourages you as the parent to take leadership with what, when, and where you are feeding your child, and then letting your child determine how much and whether to eat what you have provided them. I've again linked the website to the Division of Responsibility in Feeding in my show notes, and so you can head on over there and read more about it there if you're interested. This is actually what I do with GNF. I do try to practice the division of responsibility so that I can help them create a healthy relationship with food as they grow. So suffice to say, it's a lot to think about. There's lots of different perspectives. And I think going through all these different perspectives helped me come to the conclusion that all of them are valid. Everyone needs something different in order to be their best self. And I truly believe, again, I've said it before, but I'll say it again, that you can love yourself and want to lose weight and have a healthy relationship with food and create a healthy eating environment for your children. So next, let's move on to the importance of mindset when we're talking about weight loss. A lot of the mindset in the weight loss industry and the dieting world actually comes from a negative place. And so I want to spend a little bit of time just talking about how we can flip this concept so that we are coming at it from a positive mindset. The Weight loss world, you know, dieting typically comes from a place of being critical and hard on ourselves. It's like you want to fix yourself and you jump into a diet plan out of self-deprecation 
the weight loss world almost designs it so that you become obsessed with your results. You know, you want a quick fix and that is what it promoted in that industry. Ultimately, you can begin to lose sight of your health and it doesn't have any of that nice sustainability that I talked about in the previous episode. It was one of the most important things that I believe you need to have in order to be successful in the long term. You'll probably hear me say it lots and lots as we go through um, episodes of this podcast, but it's really, you know, to lose weight and keep it off, I think the sustainability factor around food choices and sustainable goals and weight loss goals is really important in um, shifting that mindset from the negative to the positive. And that's why, you know, a negative mindset can set you up to lead you to failure and And shifting the mindset isn't just about feeling good, it's about getting the results and the long-term results. Let's go through a couple of different ways that you can shift your mindset and weight loss approach to a healthier and happier way of starting off rather than coming from that place of being critical on yourself. So we're going to I'm going to just go through a couple of different tips of things for you to think about when you are setting goals and when you're starting off with, you know, changing your eating habits and wanting to lose weight. So the first tip is to change your goals. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to talk about uh, setting goals in a future episode, so stay tuned for that one. We'll go through everything in detail. But what I mean by change your goals is that you know you can have your big overall goal, but then within that big goal, you need to break it down and set small goals. And that's where a lot of people miss that small goal step. It's setting the small goals so you don't feel overwhelmed, and being overwhelmed often leads to that place of being critical on yourself. So we'll talk about goals in a future episode, so stay tuned for that. The next one is making sure that you surround yourself with positivity and people who are going to help you along your way and cheer you on as you achieve goals and form new habits. They are a separate support system from anyone else that you might be working with um, in your weight loss journey. The next thing for shifting mindset to a more happier and healthier mindset is about rethinking rewards and punishment. So we often think of food as a reward and exercise as punishment. And so it's a little bit about changing rewards to They can be food-based, but also brainstorming some non-food-based rewards and reframing exercise as a way to feel strong and fit and improve our cardiovascular health rather than, you know, we have to go for a run so that we can eat that cookie. The next thing I want you to start doing is talking to yourself like you would a friend. You know, we are our own worst critic. I said it earlier. We are very hard on ourselves. And we often say things to ourselves that we would never say to a friend who is struggling. So we have to kind of flip that script and be our own friend. Next, I want you to 
throw out the concept of good foods and bad foods. There is no such thing. All foods fit because, you know, everything can fit into your lifestyle. It's just, you know, how often, how much of it. And so changing that mentality around labeling foods good and bad can be really helpful in in shifting your mindset to have a more positive relationship with food. And the last thing is my favorite, focus on the attainable. Let's live in real life where things are hard and busy and crazy. Focusing on the attainable and simplifying your life can be something as simplistic as you are shifting your mindset away from trying to do all the things to doing what works for you. So an example of this would be you have a goal that you want to eat a healthier dinner, but you're really, really struggling to make time in your schedule to cook. Evenings are really busy. You're picking kids up. um, You're rushing home. And you're really struggling because you've set the bar really high for yourself that you need to be making, you know, food from scratch and cutting all the vegetables up and pulling them out of your vegetable garden, et cetera, et cetera. So let's Focus more on the attainable and simplify the goal. And if evenings are really busy, maybe we actually set the goal as that you need to order a healthy meal delivery service so that you're eating a healthier dinner, but it's working for what works in your real life. This brings me to my tip of the episode. I want you to look back at the reasons you are motivated to lose weight that you wrote out last episode. Now I want you to think about your goals. Got them? Okay. Now what we're going to do this week is I want you to envision a better life. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and I want you to think about your answers to them as I go through. What would life be like if you put in place healthy habits? Would you feel comfortable in clothes? Sexy in a dress? Would you have more energy? Would you sleep better? Would you laugh more? Do you feel more confident? Are you a better parent, friend, or partner? How would life improve if you changed your lifestyle? What these questions are trying to do is bring you into a mindset of envisioning what life looks like once you've achieved your goals. I like to do this because it's helpful to sort of see that future version of yourself so that you can keep it in mind when things are hard and you're doing the hard work to get to that version of you. So just as an example of how this kind of works is I actually did this when I was reconfiguring my practice and I envisioned my ideal work day. My ideal work day is that I'm not setting an alarm clock. I'm, you know, waking up when my kids get me up. We're having a leisurely breakfast. I'm taking my daughter to preschool. I'm coming home. I'm putting BBF down for a nap. 
I'm working during the day when he's napping and then I'm a, I'm, I'm playing with him during the day. I'm picking my daughter up from preschool. We're doing dinner together as a family. And maybe I'm working a little bit in the evening because I had some of those hours off during the day. And as my kids get older, I see my day changing. So the big thing for me when I was envisioning my ideal workday is that I have loads of flexibility in terms of what I'm doing with my time. I'm in charge and you know that means I'm working from home or wherever that might be. Maybe your ideal workday is you're setting an alarm, you're getting up, you're exercising, you're taking your kids to daycare, you're heading into an office where you've got coworkers, you know, when the pandemic is over, <laughs> you're working nine to five, and then you're leaving your job, you're picking your kids up, you're going home, you guys are having dinner together, you're not thinking about that job at all until the next day again. And maybe that's your ideal work day. So it's just to say that everyone's vision of their best self is different. So that's why I want you to spend a little bit of time thinking about what does that look like for you? So I'm just going to run through the questions again. What I want you to do is actually write it down and be specific, okay? So be specific about what that version of you looks like, maybe what it looks like for your family, and keep it with those uh, motivators that you wrote down with you last episode. So I'm just going to run through the questions again one last time. What would life be like if you put in place healthy habits? Would you feel comfortable in clothes? Sexy in a dress? Do you have more energy? Sleep better? Laugh more? Do you feel more confident? Are you a better parent, friend, or partner? How would life improve if you changed your lifestyle? Okay, so you might be thinking that this is crazy that you've listened to two full episodes and not once have I talked about food. (laughs) Don't worry, we're going to get to it. I do talk about food, but it is important to kind of set that foundation and the mindset around weight loss before we dive into all that diet culture and talk about food. And it's more than just eating. I like to do some of this work up front because it gives you a good foundation for success down the road. So this week, we talked about society and the pressure it puts on us to lose weight and look a certain way, plus how we put that pressure on ourselves. I went over some concepts about body image and weight loss, and we talked about the importance of having the right mindset for losing weight. Plus, my tip this week is to envision your better life. Thanks for listening. You can find a summary of the show and all the links I mentioned in my show notes, which you can find at lauravermander.com slash podcast. If you're looking for a little bit more community, make sure you join my free Facebook group, Moms Supporting Moms with Weight Loss. The link is in my show notes. Finally, if you liked this episode, make sure you follow the show and I'd love if you take a minute to leave a review or share with a friend. All right, excited to chat again next week. Bye for now.